I want to uh, get ahead of the PPI number that's headed our way in just about nine minutes. Michael Zaremski, the director of Futures at Charles Schwab, joins us to help us do just that. Michael, good morning to you. We were just talking about the role that commodities play in the inflation uh, high rate environment that we're seeing right now. Talk to us about how well the focus this morning is going to be on the producer side of things with PPI due out here in just about uh, eight and a half minutes. Good morning, Ben. Exactly right here. We're going to see here how the uh, you know the industrial users here of commodities and the economy as well are doing unfortunately inflation here now. We're expected to see uh, month over month growth of about 0.2 percent. However, the euro over year is expected to decline from 8.7 percent to 8.4 percent. As we start to see a, a couple factors here as well too, maybe kind of keeping that uh, year over year number uh, kind of on a downward uh, trend here as well too. One, we're seeing import prices start to decrease as well too. So that's actually a uh, helping here a little bit of a tailwind here for the, uh, the PPI as well too. Plus we're also seeing energy prices come down as well too. In fact, we've seen it kind of a peak at its lower levels there towards the end of September there. So that's definitely gonna be affected in today's numbers here as well too. But the one kind of sticky part here as well too that we really haven't seen a much uh, kind of a relief from this there is wages as well up 5% year over year as well too. So that's kind of a, a little bit of a headwind here to really get inflationary pressures uh, back in line. You know, Mike, talk to me about how oftentimes this number gets discounted, right? We have heard in the past how, how uh, increases in terms of inflation on the producer side of things doesn't, don't always trickle down to the consumer side. I think that argument kind of holds more water in a low inflation environment rather than one where we're seeing inflationary pressures increase uh, similar to what we're seeing here right now. But also, I mean, uh, we also kind of discount that number that we talked about in terms of the Eurozone at 43%, right? And saying we don't want to compare apples and oranges in terms of the energy crisis they're dealing with. But when we have that kind of global recession and global inflation discussion, ultimately, I mean, this is uh, something to be dialed in on, right? It's not just here in the U.S. that we're seeing this, simply put. Exactly right as well too. Uh, in fact, the U.S. is, I mean, is a high levels here historically as well too. But we're not seeing those inflationary pressures like we're seeing in some emerging markets there mm -hmm. in Europe, especially there, given those energy price levels as well too. But once again, here it's really just the overall trend of inflation that I think we're really going to be factoring as well too. We need to start to see these numbers start to move lower. Now, I mean, they're not going to move down as much as anybody likes especially the federal reserve as well too but you still want to see that direction heading lower levels as well too and i think that's kind of been the sticky part here the last couple of months as well too even though we're down from those peaks we've seen uh, back earlier this year as well too we're still at overall elevated levels there we're just not seeing that trajectory there on a steady decline as well too and still until we start to see that as well you know it's really just going to keep adding pressure there for central banks there to really kind of you know beat the drum there to kind of fight inflation there and keeping uh, rates at elevated levels. You know, I want to pack a little bit of that because uh, kind of tying it back to what I was just speaking to earlier as far as Europe's runaway inflation. One of the trends, if you remember, out of the pandemic was let's keep an eye on Europe because we'll be able to gauge what's happening here in the U.S. Europe's a little bit ahead of us, ultimately, and the direction that they've headed, if that's still the case, I mean, we've got a bumpy road ahead uh, in terms of inflation. But you mentioned down from the peaks, and I think about crude oil, for example, coming down from the peaks we saw back in March, uh, February, uh, earlier this summer, 130, 120, a couple lower highs, ultimately, but we're still hanging out around 90, 93 this week, ultimately. So talk to us a little bit about, in terms of this PPI, Mike, uh, market reaction to too. If this thing comes in hot today, unexpectedly higher than expected, I mean, it's going to uh, raise some concerns here, to say the least, and sort of reignite some of those inflation fears. 
Absolutely right, Ben, as well. I mean, we see that with uh, all these kind of economic numbers as well, too. Unless we get the market that's getting a favorable direction here as well, too, we've seen, you know, really dramatic reactions, especially in the equity markets and the interest rate markets as well, too. We just got to look at the payrolls numbers or, you know, the last CPI number as well, too, which were, you know, once again, stronger than expected as well, too. We've seen, you know, dramatic moves in the equity markets here. Now, I think PPI is probably not as closely mm-hmm. Uh, a concern as well, too, is the CPI coming out tomorrow as well, sure. too. But it just sends that tone as well, too. If we can get a better than expected number on PPI, all right, traders are going to expect to see. Maybe we'll see a little bit of a better number there in the CPI tomorrow as well, too, though they don't necessarily correlate one for one as well, too. But, yeah, the market is just really looking for something that's any kind of thing to grasp on as well, too, that shows that inflationary pressures may be starting to wane a little bit as well, too. And we definitely need a, a good number, which in good number in this case here is a miss to the downside on PPI here as well, too, to kind of keep this a uh, little bit of a rally having in the market stay to really hold. You know, as you say that, what comes to mind, Michael, is I think this is one of those numbers where compared to like uh, jobs and some of the other growth numbers where a weaker number actually could be good sort of longer term sustainability wise, because we talk about how, uh, well, bad being good for the market. But ultimately, is it really right? If we have weaker jobs, it may mean that the Fed's not going to be aggressive about raising rates, but it's not necessarily a good sign that the economy is faring very well in this higher rate environment. So, again, a signal that inflationary pressures are easing some could be uh, one of those uh, sort of where you think of bad data or in this instance good data being good data but uh, Mike talk to us about how it's very important to remind our viewers that one data point does not a trend make either up or down in this instance and ultimately how we've heard that from Fed speakers they're not data point dependent rather data in terms of bigger picture overall bigger picture dependent Absolutely right there. And I think the Fed speakers have made that perfectly clear. And sometimes the market just doesn't want to hear it as well, too, that, yes, inflation is the number one fight right now. And they're even saying that as well, too. They're not seeing inflationary pressures move low enough Mm -hmm. in an overall trend there to make any difference in their rate hikes as well, too. So even if we do get a better number today and a better number in the CPI, that's not going to all of a sudden get the Fed to all of a sudden pivot there and, you know, stop raising rates or even lower rates as well, too. This is going to be a long-term cycle there. It's going to go well into 2023. But overall, for the market sentiment, though, you at least want to see these numbers go in the right direction. And this, like like you said, Ben, as well, too, this is one of those numbers where good news can be good news that we do start to see inflationary pressures start to wave, even if it's just for one month as well, to at least kind of break that negative psyche year that the market's really been in here for the last several weeks. A month of reprieve from some of the inflation fears would, uh, in theory, help uh, at least slow some of the selling, you would think. But, you know, I'm looking at some investors' comments here right near, right here. Cleveland Fed president was talking about uh, we need to see inflation a sustainable downward path to 2%. Uh, we're a ways away from that still right now, Michael. So, again, to her point earlier, she said uh, we still have some work to do. Uh, appreciate you joining us here to break it down. Michael Zaremski, Director of Futures at Charles Schwab, helping us take a look at uh, PPI Producer Price Index, which is headed our way in just a couple minutes.